Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles. I'm Tara Styles. Welcome to the show. Yay. All right. Today's episode is all about how to find the ease in the mess. Yes. <laughs> and I have my own current small mess literally around my work area here. Lots of books that I've been reading, <laughs> reading and rereading and digging into so I can chat with the author, reading for Strala Reads. I've got my own book I'm working on now, which I'm very excited about. Hopefully I can reveal the title soon. It'll be my ninth book, my goodness. And then hopefully a tenth also working on a shorter project. So it's always good to round things out and even numbers. <laughs> and then maybe, maybe I'll be lucky enough to do some more. We'll see. Hopefully I'd love to continue that. But I have my own little mess here physically on the desk. I'm dressed, if you're watching this video, in my swimsuit <laughs> because we were all getting ready to head to the pool. I finished up my work this morning uh, recording a yoga video for Strala Home and then interviewing uh, an amazing guest for another podcast coming up, episode Tina Wells. So that'll be coming up probably next. She's incredible. And Daisy and Mike went out to do some things to let me do my things. And then they came back. We were going to go to the pool. Life is dandy. But Daisy had a huge meltdown. I got a box in the mail from Wool and the Gang. Thank you, Wool and the Gang, for uh, an afghan that I'm making for my grandma, who's 93, who picked out her colors. So we're looking at that. And Daisy wanted to unroll the yarn right away and, and, and crochet something. And we have to save this yarn to make this blanket together. So she wasn't happy with that. And she tried to, this is kind of funny, she tried to climb up on our little cat condo, <laughs> cat chateau for lantern. And I told her she couldn't go up there. So I grabbed her and gently brought her down. And she had a full meltdown that she just doesn't get anything she wants and can't climb up there. And it's only for lantern and all these things. So we decided, ah. <sighs> to calm down a little bit. She's currently in the basement right now with Mike. They are, they were crying for a while. She was crying for a while. Mike was just hugging her, I think. And now she's playing with this um, little device that teaches her Spanish and things. It's a very old device, kind of pre-computer stuff, but you push a button that looks like a picture and it repeats the name in English and Spanish. So that's pretty cool. So everything's fine. But, ah, <sighs> I thought it was such a nice time to record this podcast because how to find the ease in the mess is an ongoing practice. And we talk about this in our yoga practice and strala trainings quite a bit, moving with ease, breath by the connection, softness, moving from center, all of these things. And it's a practice that you do on a rectangle, but 
it's great. It benefits our health and well-being and feeling better and doing better and all of these great things. But it's also great if you can find, I can find <laughs> some ways to have these practices of ease, softness, connection, work when there's a little bit more of a mess, when there's a mess in the workspace, when there's a mess of a parenting moment, when there's a mess of a family crisis, a mess of a work crisis, a mess of things don't work out. Okay. Whatever it is, the tension of the day. So I started a workshop on this. It was an online zoom. We met uh, last week and it was amazing. We'll do this every few months, kind of a support group for feeling better with more of the time, incorporating these principles of softness and ease, these practices that we can do when we're not on our yoga mat, <laughs> exclusively taking good care of ourselves. So I want to walk you through a few of these practices right now because they're really useful. We have a, a WhatsApp group for everybody who wants to be involved with this, who joined in that first workshop, and we'll add people that join in the second workshop to this group. We kind of create this growing group, which is really cool. And I plan to do these as in-person workshops as well. So there's no yoga class required in this workshop. It's sitting and talking and sharing and then standing up and moving and getting in the body, getting in the mind, all of these things, but not in a downward dog kind of way. So very approachable, very accessible. You can bring your, your parent, your friend, your relative who is just panicked about yoga, really. So many people that I still meet, of course, have the same complaints about yoga that I've heard for the last 20 plus years. I can't touch my toes. I'm not flexible. Yoga, that's a strange thing. I have to eat a certain way, don't I? I have to do this. Or mainly it's just that I'm not flexible enough. <laughs> and I totally get it. But with Strala, if you've had any class with me or any of our incredible Strala guides all around the world, you know that it doesn't have to be like that. Yoga works best when it feels like you and how to make yoga really accessible for you and for anyone is to practice in a way that feels helpful, that feels useful. And what we do with Strala is we lean into the healing arts that have already figured out how to do this with everything. Tai Chi, Shiatsu, Ayurveda. Tai Chi really and Shiatsu really deal with body position, harmony, breath, body connection, moving well from center, conservation of energy. My goodness, the list goes on. And yoga is a wonderful, rich cornucopia. <laughs> I couldn't come up with a better word collection of movements that you can put together in so many different orders that lead to feeling different things, lead to different results based on the order, the rhythm, the breath, body connection. My background before all of this was dance and movement. So I understand how movement gets you feeling. You don't get feeling by telling somebody to feel good by lecturing somebody. This is why yoga kind of never, never made a lot of sense to me in a lot of the styles because you had a teacher who was being really rigid. A lot of the times by no fault of their own, they're just passed down learning these things and they would stand at the front of the room very stiffly 
tell you to do a pose in a very specific way where the pose is the goal. And if you can't do this version, you can do this version, but really the other version is better. And then they would tell you how to feel about yourself and about the world. And obviously this is not harmonious and this really doesn't even work. So what's incredible about leaning into these practices of softness, breath, body connection, moving from center, whole self-harmony, conservation of energy. Let's just stop there because there's so many. We could spend a whole lifetime on softness. But let's stop there because let's practice a little bit. We have so much to work with. We can work with this in our yoga practice, which is what I do all the time because yoga is great. I love yoga. I love to move my body in all sorts of different directions. I know how it works. I know that that, that it does lead to some great results, physical, mental, emotional, doing better, these kinds of things. But you can do these things all the time. So softness. <sighs> softness is what makes everything possible. Without softness, we have rigidity. When we're rigid, we're immovable. When we're stressed, we often hold our breath and become rigid. That's a habit. We don't need that to happen, but it most likely happens. But we can train ourselves to be soft when that stress comes. And we can train ourselves not by doing it when the stressful situation happens, but by doing it right now when you're pretty relaxed, I'm assuming, and doing it a few more times when you remember during the day when you're pretty relaxed, and then simply seeing how it starts to naturally work its way into those other moments of your time, which are maybe a little bit messier. <laughs> so how do we do this softness? First, bend what can be bent, your knees, your elbows, your joints, whatever's bendable there. Get yourself mechanically movable and then <sighs> soften yourself emotionally. Now notice what happens to you. Everything suddenly changes. Perspective suddenly changes. Your breath starts to help you, support you, lift you and carry you with every inhale and soften, release you with every exhale. That's your breath-body connection. That's naturally happen when you soften, so you don't really have to do anything about it. You don't have to try to breathe bigger and breathe fuller. We simply need to soften. That's the hard part, but it doesn't need to be. So soften with me here. Big inhale. Long exhale. Nice, right? So you can do that little bit of a softness practice when you're doing other things that aren't a big deal, like simply standing, waiting in line at the grocery store. You can do that when you're cooking dinner, waiting for the pasta to boil or getting the vegetables out of the refrigerator or whatever, <sighs> soften and notice your breath moving you. The next thing that we can look at is body position. Body position is 
super important to make anything happen as well. Softness, got to have that. Check. <laughs> it's a checklist. Not really, but it kind of. Breath, body connection. Yes. So this is a big deal for basically everybody. If you're uncomfortable in your body position, things will not work. Your movements won't be as good as they can be. And you can't relate to yourself. You can't relate to anybody around you. So most of the time, we spend our lives uncomfortable body position-wise because we're trying to almost be good. We're trying to almost show ourselves and others that we're really focusing or really paying attention. And that leads to uncomfortability, <laughs> uncomfortableness. <sighs> and once you really start to practice this body position, notice how you feel, notice what's in the wrong spot, and then give yourself permission to move yourself. This is huge. If you've taken yoga you probably have this memory of someone telling you or you telling yourself, sometimes it comes from the inside, to move yourself in a position that you intuitively know you shouldn't be in because it's uncomfortable to the point of pain. Not that it's just a little bit of a physical challenge, but it's awkward or it's uncoordinated or it's painful in the knee joints, hip joints, whatever, neck joints. And we don't want this. This doesn't lead to anything good. This actually only leads to injury and breaking your connection with your own intuition. So how do we find a comfortable position? You guessed it, softness, breath-body connection, and start with a position that you can't really mess up, just simply sitting. How can you change your position so you're actually comfortable right now? Or if you're standing, how can you change your position so you're actually comfortable right now? It's probably a little bend in your knees, a little sway and shift side to side, easy forward and back, and boom, you're landing more on your center. And that center is movable as well. It's not one fixed place that will never change, <sighs> but it's always there waiting for you to sway into it. And we go into this in our yoga practices, how to do this from sitting to crawling to standing to all the yoga moves. And that's a great place to practice really just coming back to finding it when you're sitting and standing, but in all the time and all your movements and all your transitions of your, your regular life. So find a comfortable body position. Let's do one more move from your center. This is massive. So this leads to another one that we're not really going to go into quite yet, but it leads to this tip of a feeling of conservation of energy. Use what you need, rest what you don't. Moving from your center creates that. When you move from your hands, from your legs, from your shoulders, from your wrists, you're moving from your extremities. You're moving in an isolated, disconnected way. I know this may seem a little bit strange, but Drop a pen on the ground, crawl down to the ground, pick up that pen with your hand, but while you're moving from your center, and then bring yourself back up to stand, drop it again, pick it up by moving your center, crawl down, <laughs> let the rest of your body relax and be at ease as you move. 
do that a few times. It's an awesome, awesome practice. And you don't have to do a downward dog. And if getting down to the ground is a struggle, drop a pen on a couch, pick it up with the least amount of energy possible by moving from your center. Let the rest of you go along for the ride. Hold as little tension in your fingers. Only what you need to keep that pen not from falling back on the couch or on the ground. And all of these little practices, softness, breath, body connection, moving from your center, it's a lot to do. This will lead you to an experience of finding ease and feeling ease when things are already easy. So you'll feel this sense of satisfaction and joy. And when things are challenging, my goodness, let me know how it goes. In our WhatsApp group, (laughs) in our Strala larger group as well, we share about this stuff all the time. Usually goes a little something like, oh my gosh, today I had to go to a doctor's appointment and I was really stressed out. And then in the waiting room, I softened. I changed my body position. I put down my phone and I focused on my breath moving me and I noticed how I felt. Wow, that changed everything. It doesn't change the fact that you have to go into the doctor's appointment, but it changes maybe your attention about it, maybe your awareness, definitely how you feel. Definitely changes the way I'm relating to my little parenting moments here and there when Daisy has her meltdowns. It doesn't make the moment easier, but it makes it full of ease. And I'm able to make better choices and to not have these cocktails of stress happening in my body and mind. We don't want that. That is not good. (laughs) We want to ward off this extra stress and tension and force and struggle. We want to create ease and harmony and joy within us. And when we have it, guess what? Everywhere we go, we're dropping it off with everybody else. So I think Daisy has calmed down I hear Mike and her wanting to come back up and they're listening to me, maybe recording this podcast right now. So it looks like we're headed to the pool. (laughs) Crisis averted, crisis changed to ease. So let me know, leave a comment or send me a message somewhere about how this feels for you. Go practice it and come back and leave another comment. Let us know how this feels for you. You can always practice with us on Strala Home, the Strala Yoga app in yoga form, Tai Chi form, fitness form, exercise to get more of these practices. <sighs> That's how we get better. We practice all the time. Thanks so much for being here, for listening, for tuning in. Stay easy and enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.